It's the best bits of the all-day breakfast, reheated on SID 90.7. Afternoon, my good friends, and as Rob Thomas once said when he was featuring on Carlos Santana's track, man, it's a hot one. Uh, <laughs> it is so warm outside, but the hottest content is yet to come. You're on the all-day breakfast, Sin 90.7. <laughs> Uh, we've got a cracker of a show. It's such a cracker, you could call it a Savoy. We're going to crack it Woo! so far over the fence, down the covers. It's going to be fantastic. Who have we got on, Bonnie? Adam Spencer. Hey! All-time radio hero for Eli, right? Yeah, the reason why I'm in radio, he's going to be in talking about his book, The Number Games. Sometimes I wish he was never around. Exactly. And we're going <laughs> to be learning quick masks. <laughs> More fuel to the fire at that point, I'd say. <laughs> it's all that. We're talking phobias. Later oh, on in the show, yeah. anything that irks or creeps you, we're getting right into it, getting into the heebie-jeebies. You know what? There is just too many surprises that you guys are both hiding. There's a lot of downturned pieces of paper in the studio at the moment. Why, why do I have a feeling this is going to be... There's going to be some creepy boys. I'm not even going to... Yeah. It's like a Mexican standoff at the moment. We're all shifting eyes backwards yeah. and forwards. We're trusting like, our co-presenters. <laughs> What's planned? No one knows. No one knows. <laughs> and Great. our mug competition. Gonna yeah, we're going to do one. it. We're going to give away our first non-interviewee mug to the uh, voters of the Blake Stakeout. Who worked out who was more me? Mm. Which one was me? A or B? But so. <laughs> succinctly explained. Thank you, sir. You know what else can't, starts with B? Blue Orchid, the song by the White Stripes on oh. the all-day breakfast sin 90.7. Half a day is gone and the best is still to come on the all-day breakfast sin 90.7. There we are, White Stripes, Blue Orchid, fantastic track. There's a lot of people love the White Stripes, and I stand by the fact that they're still underrated. I think to put them amongst the stones and the Beatles, they're straight fire. <laughs> You're back cool. on Sid 90.7, all day breakfast, and as always, it's time to get you up to date with all the things happening. Let's jump over to Bonnie Barkmire with Bonnie's Bulletins. Thank you, Brady Boy. Uh, good afternoon, I'm Bonnie Barkmire for the All Day Breakfast Bulletin. A group of teenagers on the Gold Coast for schoolies have made headlines this week, but not for the reasons you might think. The group were holding up various signs outside, outside nightclubs and other popular destinations in the city. Youth for Christ Australia sported handmade signs that read, Jesus doesn't dog the boys. <laughs> and, and ain't no high than the most high. That's true, they do that. Correct. It is rumoured that one member of the group is actually attending schoolies as a music artist who goes by the name of DJ Jesus. And his catchphrase is, I died for your spins. <laughs> That's great. <laughs> Another member is rumoured to be a bartender on the Gold Coast who makes drinks so good they'll die for his gins. Oh. However, here at Sin 90.7, we do not condone the consumption of alcohol, only making puns about it. Yes, correct. very good. That's the correct tonic for that situation. Oh, God, you're good. <laughs> Personal trainer and TV personality Michelle Bridges received a lot of comments on an Instagram post earlier this week where she let us see the contents of her fridge. React. The photo received over 4,000 likes and included the caption, This is a 100% uninterrupted, unstylized photo of my fridge. It's real, it's us. While the post was meant to be an upbeat look into the fitness oh. star's everyday life, most people couldn't care at all. Oh, <laughs> 
High school students in New Zealand were left puzzled after a maths question was included in their end of year exam and was so hard it made some cry. The question provided a diagram of a rope swing in the shape of a curve and asks, asked students to measure the distance between the holes in the seats of a swing. Unfortunately, it was not a multiple choice question, so the answers could not be ruled out. <laughs> However, I have a feeling our upcoming guest on the show would be able to figure out the maths question. Yeah, a, a Whopper, Adam Spencer, I reckon he'd probably have a sure go. He's definitely going to rope you into it. Yeah, nice. <laughs> <laughs> to sports news now, and world golf champions are preparing for the 102nd Emirates Australian Open held in Sydney. The competition kicks off tomorrow and runs through until Sunday. The event is once again headlined by world number two and defending champion Jordan Spieth. Organisers released a list of pre-competition advice for competitors, which included drinking lots of water, as it is forecast to be a hot few days. Sorry, Josh. <laughs> and also to bring two pairs of pants in case they get a hole in one. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> That's all for news and sports. You're on All Day Breakfast. Well done. I've never been so proud of you. Thanks, anyway. With Josh Parrish. Cool down with some smooth jazz. Yeah. <laughs> Whether or not you should go outside and walk. Hey, uh, I think Brent took a little while to cotton on to that Michelle Bridges material because he doesn't know what let it, like lettuce yeah, is. Right. I'm wearing no sleeves today. You can see how much I haven't been to the gym. <laughs> <laughs> All those HSPs go straight to your guns, mate. Um, so that's right. It's time for whether or not you should finally resign. <laughs> and after prolonged speculation, a divisive ideologue leader steps down. That's right. Ange Postacoglu has decided he will not be leading the Socceroos to Russia in 2018. He says the top job in Australian football has taken a lot out of him, namely his sense of humour and general enthusiasm for daily life. <laughs> Ange is looking forward to moving on from international management and pursuing other projects. Rumours suggest he is in line to replace Oscar the Grouch on Sesame Street. <laughs> Bonnie's worst nightmare, by the way. Yes. <laughs> and Robert Mugabe has also handed in his two weeks' notice to Penny in HR after 37 years in charge of Zimbabwe. Mugabe was reportedly upset that no one would sign his going-away card and left Parliament in a huff carrying a cardboard box containing his favourite coffee mug, his collect collection of executive desk toys and several kilos of priceless blood diamonds. <laughs> the infamous dictator also lugged with him a wheelbarrow full of Zimbabwean dollars, which should be just enough to cover his cab fare home. <laughs> An inflation joke. <laughs> and on to some actual weather news now. Uh, shocking, I know. And Melbourne is currently sweltering through its hottest spring ever. It's almost as if we're on a continual upward temperature trend of some description. <laughs> also in weather... Fake news. Uh, a... <laughs> A La Nina event is almost certain to develop in the Pacific Ocean by December. La Nina, Spanish for little girl, is the lesser known of the two oscillating Pacific Ocean extremes that affect Australia's weather. Yet another example of sexism at work. Am I right, sisters? <laughs> Uh, La Nina <laughs> pushes more humid tropical winds and rain in our direction. As far as I can tell, this isn't going to cool things down at all. We're just going to boil instead of pan fry. And that's all for the weather or not. You should go outside report for this week. Good on, on, points. Hang on. It's the all-day breakfast traffic report on Sim 90.7. Good doors to the X intersection of devastation now, and a home cook whipping up a mean steak and three veg. All between the stove and the kitchen bench. After letting out a huge sigh of disappointment, the home cook was forced to move the stove over to collect the fallen ingredients, which added another seven minutes to the prep time. 
There were no injuries recorded, and the mule turned out to be straight fire. <laughs> to gain trains now, and a housemate in Brunswick East has just started shredding for stereo, despite Stereo Sonic Festival not existing for the past four years. <laughs> New phrases like chair bra and mitten church, and what's the macro count on those bad boys? <sighs> and creatine's way good has infiltrated the offending gym goer's lexicon <laughs> to the disapproval of every other person that guy comes into contact with. Despite that, the footpaths are, are looking a little congested with people bumping into each other because of overuse of their phones and ice cream shops have got lines coming out the wazoo because it's real hot today. But not as this bloody hot as this radio show, Marana! That's all in traffic. Thank you very much. Lovely to hear there was no talk about your scabs this week. Yeah, yeah, yeah they they flew they flew away <laughs> like daffodils last week, anyways. Couldn't <laughs> 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 resist another one in there. Alright, next up we have Erica Badu with the healer here on Sin 90.7. You're all your breakfast. Yeah, how you going, guys? You're on Sin 90.7 All Day Breakfast. This is me, the one and only, the B-Dog. It's Brent. You're back on Sin 90.7 All Day Breakfast, and we are now joined by Adam Spencer, uh, alumni from many great things, including Triple J, the Sydney 907 ABC show. Uh, five books now. Welcome to the show, my man. How are you? Absolutely pumped to be here, guys. <laughs> That's all I can say. So you started Dry July. You have 12 years of radio, five books, loads of TV appearances, being on the board of directors for Red Kite, being an ambassador to Fred Hollis Foundation and raising two kids. What's been the biggest challenge you've encountered thus far in your life? Well, doing all of that at the tender age of 18 is what I found very, very difficult. But, you know, you just put your head down and keep going, don't you? <laughs> it's impressive. I can't wait till you're 21st. It's going to blow us out of the water. <laughs> well, it's a bit awkward now that I just realised that it's, it's in the public domain that my oldest daughter's 12, that suddenly I've just, yeah, walked into some very weird territory there. Anyway, <laughs> uh, yeah, the thing, the thing I've enjoyed about it is I'm, I'm not great at having a single thing that I concentrate on and really focusing on it for a long period of time. As long as I've got a million things to distract me, I go all right. Um, and, and so that's what, as long as it's like that, it, it's fun for me. I had the most tremendous respect for someone who can take on a single project at their work and, and that's what consumes them for the next six months or something. If I spend more than 10 minutes on something, I start to get very, you'll notice around the eight and a half minute mark of this uh, interview, I start to get very distracted and you'll hear me playing chess in the background or something like that. So as long as I've got a million things on at once, I'm, I'm always happy. So you, you, I would say that you're a bit of an all-rounder. You know, and if you were to compare yourself to a cricketer, who would it be? If I should compare myself to a cricketer, who would it be? Uh, well, I'm, a, I'm obviously, yeah, Don Bradman springs to mind. Um, but, uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, there was, there was, there was, a, uh, there, there was an English all-rounder in the mid-1980s whose name was Trevor Jesty, who uh, wasn't particularly good. I was a little bit on the chubby side, had a moustache, I didn't mind him. And there was an Indian guy called Yashpal Sharma, who uh, wasn't a, yeah, was never anywhere near like your Sachin Tendulkar or anything like that. But I don't know if I've ever heard of a cooler name in cricket than Yashpal Sharma. I think he was an all-rounder, as in he wasn't really good enough to do either of them at test level. No offence to Yashpal, because I know it's a big the show. But yeah, I'd like to think of myself as the Yashpal Sharma of the modern age. All right, we'll, we'll pass that on to Yashpal. I'm sure he'll be Thanks. very flattered with the comparison. So, speaking of being an all-rounder, how did you choose between a life in the entertainment industry or in academia with your mathematical pursuits? Uh, I didn't make that choice. Uh, that chose me. 
uh, because uh, I, you know, I'm pretty handy at mathematics. I like to say that in a, in a room of randomly selected people, uh, I'm a maths genius. <laughs> in, a, in, in a room of maths, in a room of maths PhDs, I am as dumb as a box of hammers. Right? I'm just not an elite mathematician by any stretch of the imagination. Uh, my great skill is to love it and to talk about it and and to get other people interested in it and quite possibly, you know. Uh, hopefully create a new generation of mathematicians who'll go on to make more of a contribution than I was ever going to. So you're aiming to get a new addition to the mathematics world? Look, to go back to your cricket analogy again, let's say I'm a handy cricketer playing for, you know, Melbourne Uni first grade, and that's about it. And for some reason I get chosen to take this vacant number six spot in the Ashes team over this summer. Uh, (laughs) It would take probably three tests for them to realise hold it, he's, actually, he's got absolutely no idea what he's doing. Uh, they dropped me, but then I'd be on the ABC commentary team over summer as a former test player, and I'd be hilarious at explaining what Steve Smith and guys who could actually play cricket were doing. I feel like you've really planned that out. That, that's pretty much what I'm looking for. So, um, you know, if, Smithy, if you're looking for someone to go at number six, and let's be honest, can be better than the chumps you're choosing at the moment. <laughs> better than bloody Sean Marsh, let's be honest. Um, yeah, that, that, that's the next career I've got charted. Now, Adam, speaking of maths, what's the secret to teaching people maths and science without them noticing? Well, and that the secret is to do it without them noticing. The, 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 especially for young kids. I, I, people ask me all the time, how do they get their kids involved in mathematics? And the way to do it is to make kids... You don't live in the real world and then step out into maths world, right? You don't, you don't just... You, you find the maths everywhere around you. I with my kids, we go to the shops. How much is this coffee going to cost? How much change am I going to get? I'll give you half the change if you can work out how much the bill's going to be. Here's the menu, that sort of stuff. Finding it every day can, you know, at least in some cases, hook people when they're really young. And if you get them in then, it's a lot easier than waiting until they've had some uh, bad experiences and you try and win them back. So you're saying all those maths equations that we did in primary school, the if Freddie had 20 watermelons, how many does he have after taking three? They're actually real? We can do that in real life. <laughs> well, I've never met a guy called Freddie who had 20 watermelons, but yes, if I was in that situation, I believe I would have the mathematical skills to get me through anything Freddie might ask of me. <laughs> now, Freddie's a hard taskmaster. You don't know him like we do. <laughs> <laughs> it sounds like a bit of a fatty, too. Not that there's anything wrong with that. I'm not trying to body shame Freddie at this stage. High in natural sugars, though, so he's doing really well with the watermelons. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Oh, his skin is glowing. Don't get me wrong. <laughs> what is it that you love so much about prime numbers? Prime numbers are the basic building blocks of all numbers. Every number can be broken down into its prime factor. Six is two lots of three, and there's no other way you can factorise it. Seven is one lot of seven, and you can't break it into anything smaller, so it's prime. And these numbers are the building blocks of everything. We know there's an infinite number. The primes go on forever. Mm-hmm. There is no final prime number. The biggest one we've discovered at the moment is 22,400 digits... Sorry, 22,400,000 digits long. If you typed it out it would run double the length of the entire Harry Potter series and we know that number is prime as confidently as we know the number seven is prime. As I like to say that fills me with an almost sexual excitement and who, who am I who am I kidding when I say almost? I just think that's just an unbelievable thing for us to be able to conceive of as human beings.
Gives you a gives you a great edge to multiply, am I right? <laughs> exactly, exactly. Boom, boom. <laughs> That's why you're in radio, my friend. Yeah, it's because I wasn't good looking enough for the telly, if I'm being honest. <laughs> <laughs> if you break down society's fear of mathematics, what, what scares us do you reckon then? Oh, bad experiences, inability to relate to it. And mathematics is one of those subjects. You never have a maths lesson where your teacher suddenly jumps ahead miles. Every single day in a maths lesson in school is just small baby steps, but you have to be ready to take those baby steps, and that's the problem. I often say that you could go to, you could turn up at a school having never heard of the subject of history. You could turn up in year 11, mm-hmm. never heard of history, and go, well, this history thing's all right, I might give it a crack. And you could smash history in your VCE and your HSC and that sort of stuff. Yeah. If you turn up in year 11 and you'd never heard of mathematics, you're in a lot of trouble. <laughs> it's the sort of subject where you have to stay on top. That's all. But if you stay on top and if you're lucky enough to enjoy it or you've got good teachers or you naturally enjoy putting in the work, math is just great fun. What does your group chat with Dr Carl look like? And is Bill Nye and Neil deGrasse Tyson in there too? (laughs) No, I've only met uh, Bill and Neil one time each. They were both fantastic uh, circumstances. Uh, The last time I spoke with Dr Carl, we both appeared at the Skepticon Mm -hmm. conference in Sydney over the weekend, just gone. And I was turning up on the second day, and Carl had already been there on the first day. And I asked Carl how many copies of his book he sold during the book signing, because being self-published, I had to bring my own books, and I wasn't sure how many I was going to get rid of, how many I'd load up in the car, carry them around, that sort of stuff. And Carl told me he sold 29 books during his book selling. <clears throat> so I threw a few boxes in, and uh, so I, took, I, took, I just took 60 books, and I thought, you see how we go? Sold every single one of them, if you're listening, Dr. Carl. So I hear Dr. Carl and Yashpal Sharma. I'm throwing down to both of you in the course of this interview. Bring it on. We're going to get so many angry letters. (laughs) All right, we have to go to a song now, Adam, but is there something you'd like us to play? I'd like you to play Was All Talk by Kurt Vile. No worries. Seven minutes, 20 seconds of gloriousness. (laughs) Excellent. All right, Was All Talk by Kurt Vile. You're on the all-day breakfast in 90.7. We'll be back after this. That was Was It All Talk by Kurt Vile, as programmed by our guest, Adam Spencer. How good was that, hey? Isn't that just rock? You've got a little tip. You do have to be a bit careful about throwing over to uh, the guest to be DJ. I was uh, um, doing on the Jays once, doing Drive. My first year there, very raw, very inexperienced, didn't know much, very nervous, doing my own show for the first time. We had Wesley Snipes as a guest, um, promoting one of his movies, and uh, I said to Wesley, you know, he asked, oh, could I play a song? I said, sure, mate, what would you like? And he he, he said, oh, he he asked for some DMX, (laughs) and uh, the American rapper, and um, I'm... Not big on my American rap, and certainly wasn't at the time. Yeah. And uh, I said, any song, he named a song, and I put it on and I played it. And Triple J is fairly relaxed and fairly progressive. But <clears throat> about the first 20 seconds of DMX, it's just, yo, F word, F word, N word, N word, F N, F N, N N, F N, F N, N on the N, N, N on the F N, F N, F N, F N, N N. And I'm looking up, and there's Wesley Snipes just looking at me. Pissing himself laughing. <laughs> it's so weird for Wes to be doing something so taxing. I know. Boom, boom. Thank you. Oh, you beat me to it, Brent. I'm so disappointed. Um, so, Adam, when do you plan to continue your John Farnham-esque farewell tour with Will Anderson? Is there another return around the horizon? 
No, uh, but the, the, <laughs> we, we did milk it a bit, didn't we? Bloody hell. Um, no, I, uh, we, we, had, we had a great time and a great time uh, wrapping it up. The last time we... When's the last time Will and I... The last time Will and I worked together, in fact, is because Will's now got a gig on Triple M in Melbourne, the big... Uh, it's called a Hot Breakfast or something like that. It's not and, as good uh, as the old day breakfast, but whatever. It's, no, it's like, well, yeah, they only get three hours, mate. Yeah, they barely get a, barely get started. Um, but they, um, and uh, so I was in there again, plugging the book. Um, and uh, when we did the show together, I did all the technical stuff, all the driving at the desk. We just sat there being yeah. funny, yeah. Um, or not, depending on the day. Or not. <laughs> uh, but uh, and but my job was to do all the technical stuff and we had it that way so that we could never be broken up as a team. Will couldn't be sent off to do anything else or work by himself because he didn't know how to press the buttons. <laughs> but then I went, into this studio, well, I went into this studio the other day with him and um, they're getting the studio up, line, line up from down in Melbourne yeah. and Will's pushing all these buttons on the desk and turning them on. I goes, there you go, mate, instead of microphone number three, you should be fine. I'm looking at it and going, who has taken Will Anderson bloody hostage and replaced him with this tech nerd robot who knows how a microphone works? <laughs> It was just totally disconsolidating. It was great. <laughs> now, Adam, you're a host of the the Big Questions podcast, and here at the All Day Breakfast, we actually have a big question of our own that we ask all our guests. So, fantastic! If it's all right, we're going to ask you the big question. Loved it. Yeah, yeah. Now, hang on to your pants, Adam. Adam Spencer. Yeah, sure. Author I'll of, go and get him. <laughs> author of... Adam Spencer, author of five books. You've got the number games coming out very soon. You're my all-time radio hero, mathematician, physics enthusiast. What do you eat for breakfast? It's a very good question. I'm glad you asked it. Uh, I, I alternate uh, between being in a zone where I'm really, really trying to look after myself and I will have an all-brand muesli with a low-fat or zero-fat yoghurt and mixed berries, preferably with a preponderance of blueberries in them, getting the sort of starting off the day. Or I'm on coming off the back of one of those days that leaves me every other day needing to eat the blueberries and look after myself, in which case I just had my own body weight in hot chips and anything within arm's reach. Nah, a man of my own kill. <laughs> After Brent's heart there. I think a, a preponderance is the correct collective noun for blueberry, so congratulations on that grammatical point. Uh, no trouble at all. Um, but tell us about your new book, The Number Games. What are these number games and how do we play? So the, 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 the book is, like um, some of my previous books, an exploration of both the joy of mathematics and uh, bizarre numerical trivia that you don't need a mathematical bone in your body to understand. Um, so the math this year is the numbers 1 to 100, interesting mathematical facts and all that sort of stuff. Uh, and also I've lent this year heavily towards puzzles and logic and riddles and conundrums and all that sort of stuff. Just to get the brain working a little bit and get people thinking about things differently. By the end of reading this book, you sort of got a bit of a, a bit of a brain trainer thing going on. But the other half of the book is just bizarre mathematical trivia that you don't need any hint of mathematical ability or desire to understand. A couple of the favourite ones I've been telling people out of that, and I've been plugging the book are the, um, you know, the high five, 
that people give in sport and all that when someone does something successfully. First, first ever high five given on October the 2nd, 1977, an American Major League Baseball game. That's the first accepted instance of the high five between Dusty Baker and Glenn Burke. So the high five just turned 40. There you go. <laughs> There's no and way the other... that the high five is younger than my dad. This is blowing me out of the water. <laughs> Yeah, 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 exactly. And then the, I presume if it was 40 years ago, the high five, it was 39 and a half years ago that someone first did the down low too slow. But, um, <laughs> and the other great one, and I love this, uh, you can, you know how water freezes at zero degrees, yeah? That's yeah. how it goes. Well, in fact, when water freezes at zero degrees, it does it via little impurities in the water, like dust or dirt or whatever, becoming the sort of centre of where the freezing begins. Right? They're called nucleation centres. So, in fact, if you have water that is absolutely pure, no dirt or anything in it, and water that is perfectly still, no air bubbles or anything trapped inside, you can force water down to about minus 42 degrees before it is forced to freeze. Wow. Wow. Isn't that incredible? That's fascinating. That is just awesome. Where do you buy that special water? I feel like I need it to alkalise all my chakras. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. I'll, I'll tell you what, it, it, it creates a gin and tonic that just keeps on kicking, if you know what I mean. <laughs> keeps you warm in the middle of the night. <laughs> Excellent. Well, Adam Spencer, it's been an absolute delight to talk to you, my radio hero, and have you stop by the all-day breakfast. Where can we find you and where can we find the number games? Well, most importantly, the number games, let's be honest. No one wants to find me, but you can find the number game <laughs> and get a signed copy sent to you if you go to adamspencer.com.au. That website again, adamspencer.com.au. Love it to speak with you guys. Thank Cheers. you, Adam. Thank you. We're putting the kettle on with the all-day breakfast on SIN 90.7. Oh, that was... Gang of Views with Magnolia, absolute banger. And something just to, to calm the nerves for what's about to happen. I feel like something is about to happen. Oh, it sure is. <laughs> it is time to talk about everything that grosses you, oolies, ghoulies and spooks you. We're talking about phobias, ladies and gents. Uh, and throughout the course of this week, I was lucky enough to find out what the phobias of my dear, dear co-hosts are. And today, not only do I want to get into that, but I want to have a cheeky little, a cheeky little chat about phobias in general. So we'll start that off. Uh, you'll find a turned down piece of paper on the studio desk in front of you. If you could just flip that over for me, guys, that'd be great. Mm. Ah, relieving. No, nothing scary on there. But here is a list of phobias. I want to just, just to get everyone in the mood. And uh, if you're listening out there in Radio Land, remember you're on Sin ninety point seven all day breakfast. <laughs> but also, <laughs> ding ding ding. Yeah. Uh, but also, if you have any of these phobias or another weird one, please write into our Facebook or Instagram and let us know what they are. We'll chat about it next week. Mm-hmm. But just go random, random draw. Do you know if you had? This phobia, you wouldn't be able to talk to Bonnie. It is calignophobia, and it's a fear of beautiful women. Oh, nice. Thanks, Flattering. Euphobia, fear of hearing good news. Which she wouldn't have been able to hear that sentence prior. <laughs> Ephebophobia, fear of teenagers. <laughs> Dextrophobia, fear of objects at the right side of the body. Oh, wow, that's an actual thing. Hmm. 
All right. So, all right. Josh. Uh, all right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, this one, actually very popular, especially in my home state of Tasmania, equinophobia. That's a fear of horses. Yep. Fear that a little bit of foul play might come your way. Exactly. Foul play. What are our phobias then, Brent? Well, uh, I have gone to great lengths <laughs> to uh, prep some... Uh, ooh, what? I've, Can you just I've, get around yeah, to it, please? Got some, I've got this first one, Bonnie. Bonnie's fear. You told me throughout <laughs> the week that you suffer from tripophobia. Yeah. Yep. Uh, and if you live no, at, what do you got out there? there in the summer, just wait, just wait. If you live out in uh, Radio Land there, I'll let you know that tripophobia is a proposed phobia. It's not even really in the books yet. Proposed okay. phobia of irregular patterns of clusters of small holes or bumps. The condition is not officially recognised as a mental disorder and is rarely referenced in scientific literature. Mm-hmm. Uh, you've got a picture here for you. Josh has got it too, so... If you have a look, it's I, just I don't a, think I'm quite as sensitive as you. You're, you're like, jiggling your legs and just scratching your arms. Just a picture. At the, at the mere mention. This for, is, for everyone at home, it's just a little small jar of strawberries. How does this work for you? Strawberries, are they bugging it? Yeah. All right. definitely got some clusters, I don't like. Clusters? You're not a fan? Not a fan. All right, then. But this might ease you a bit. Tell me, what oh, do you God, think God, 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 God. of this? Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, that's great. Oh, I've, why I've, did you just do I will put up the pictures oh. onto our Facebook later on. But uh, I'm this spew. is this Give me is. A uh, <laughs> See, it's not just me, right? Put it away. This is a collection oh of different pictures. Oh, <laughs> no, she's ripping it up. She's destroyed the paper. Well, on that paper, she just ate it. And now it's inside you. You're going to get it. <laughs> what is it? Uh, Citrophobia was a picture of various body parts with a great series of holes inside them. And they are all photoshopped, though. Not many. Yeah, I know. Yeah, yeah, Why not... do people do that? Like, you go on Facebook or whatever. Because of the great joy it causes oh, to see people God. react the way you did. That I was, is horror. I was looking at one of them, and there was some. some person with an eye, massive hole in the eye, with teeth coming out of it. <gasps> it's like, oh, why are you doing that? That's not fun. Yeah. That's just straight up body horror. I Actually, there are some theories about why people are afraid of these holes and stuff. It's because um, when food gets mouldy, um, those kind of patterns tend to form. Yeah. So it's like a holdover from a time in which we needed our brain to sort of subconsciously tell us, don't eat that, that's bad. Josh, yeah. what you're telling me is it's, it's normal to have bloody hole with your teeth coming No, no, he's saying that the fear of having that is natural. It's yeah, very I think natural. that's perfectly natural. Blimey. <laughs> oh, uh, oh, I feel sick. Now, uh, I'm getting oh, itchy all over. So I know. You know who else's fear I know about, Brent? Uh, what? Hers? I think I know about Josh's, so I reckon... Oh, oh, that's horrible. <laughs> <laughs> what you're hearing listeners to that. is the sound of two bits of styrofoam rubbing together. It is called styrophobia, and it oh. is the fear of styrofoam. I didn't Very. know it was a documented... Oh, documented. Yours isn't even plausible. Yours is like a full-blown thing. you got styrophobia, my friend. Oh. Let's hear that track again. Oh. Watch him squirm. When have you heard that? Oh, I don't know. When Christmas? you're you know, unpacking oh, yeah. things. Various. Yeah, yes. It's always. He spent ten years at the styrofoam factory. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> That's why it's like the nails on a blackboard for it me. Is. I can't it handle like it. That. You know, uh, Eli, I love you, mm-hmm. but you're not free of this either. I know that you also suffer from xyrophobia. which is the fear of receiving HB. Have a good day. Posts on your Facebook wall. <laughs> not quite. Uh, it is a fear of. That's a very rational fear of mine, by the way, because <laughs> I don't have Facebook purely for that reason. I'd like the listeners to know that I am setting Eli up a Facebook this evening. It's it will all lies. Yep. We can all add him as a friend. It'll be exciting. Mm. Uh, but xerophobia is the fear of razors. Now I'm not talking about the scooters. I mean the ones you'd use to cut your face. Mm-hmm. 
Tell me about it, mate. Where's, where's it come from? Where's it stem from? Over time, from? I just cut myself because I've got quite a mountainous Adam's apple and just raises, raises applying <laughs> that a it. humble brag again? <laughs> no, no, no. It's just, it's, and a chiseled jawline. <laughs> no, it's just a unfortunate set of genetics. And oh, too much puberty. Yeah, just too much man for a razor. Oh, oh no. When I, when I get around... Gillette would have a field day with you. Can you just... And oh. like, when I get around the, the that area... I've just kind of cut it over time, and my body's just gone each time. It's like, no, no, do that less, do that less. And until one day I I had an ex of mine going, you need to shave. There's patches everywhere. You suck at this because I do suck at shaving, was going and facing my fear. And then I went to go and do it. She did it, and, like, I just froze up. I was nearly about uh. to faint. I was like, I have to stop. Like, I can't do sharp objects around near that area. So I've not shaven with a razor since the dawn of time after that. And he has a 45-foot beard. He looks like bloody Gandalf. <laughs> exactly. If you see him in the streets, give it a tug. It grants wishes. Uh, Can we book you in for like a straight razor shave that is with a barber? Not, yeah, let's do it. That's no, part of the show. That's not happening. Okay. There's a barber no, down the street from the, no, where we get in the cafe no, for the last show. I'm going to no. get him to come up and give you a straight razor cut. No. All right. Okay. Uh, compromise. Let's take you to see Sweeney Todd. Yeah. The okay, Demon Barber of Fleet Street. Speaking of um, fears, Brent, your fear is this. <laughs> Moving on. I don't have fears. Would you like to see my mask? No, no, no. Please <laughs> in my experiments. It's such a bittersweet moment for me because I love Batman, but I hate Scarecrow. It's not very frightening to a guy like you with these crazies. I can't stand it. Nah. Oh. So when did the nut take over the nut house? They scream and they cry. How do you like it? And also, how do you like this? Ah, no, see, they are creepy. Look at his <laughs> unblinking eyes. I think, out of all of them, I have the most rational fear of fear of scarecrows. It's called formidophobia, the fear of scarecrows. Which even sounds correct. Formidophobia, formidable. It's a formidable phobia. And what? scarecrows and have scare in, in the word. Admittedly, I'm not a crow. They should only scare crows. But what was the traumatic childhood event that made you lead mm. to this phobia? I was murdered by a scarecrow. Absolutely. Oh yeah, live to tell the tale. Yeah, I'm a ghost boy. A ghosty boy. <laughs> yeah. Ooh, hauntingly good content. How did you go watching The Wizard of Oz? Didn't like it. Not a fan. <laughs> What about that song that he sings? Does anyone uh, know it? Don't know. I, I quit. It, it, I, I quit the Wizard. Of Oz. We actually did the Wizard of Oz in uh, Grade Seven. Uh, grade Seven production. Yeah. I was the Scarecrow. I'm a, no. Yeah. God no. <laughs> <laughs> I big fan of musical theatre and acting, and I don't know if you know, but I like being the uh, centre of attention. Uh, Correct. Refused to be part of it. Didn't have anything to do with it. Wow. Fantastic. Boycott. But yeah. you know you know why? Because that, that song's called... Oh, Booga Boy's coming to get you! You're not a scarecrow. Yeah. I don't know why you think you're scary to me. What it's not a it? great impression, if I'm honest, Eli. Yeah. Oh, that's what they if do. If it was closer to the mask from Crash Bandicoot. Booga Booga! Is it, is it the mask part that you don't like? It's or? their weird, unblinking eyes and their happy disposition sitting out in a field, just hanging there like, like they're waiting. Yeah, yeah, I mean, true. the deep irony of your formidophobia is that, you know, like the Scarecrow and the Wizard of Oz, you're uh, short of a brain. No! Oh. Hey, 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 hey. Just yes. kidding, just kidding. Just building a straw man defence there. <laughs> Very good. All right, now let's, uh, we're all feeling suitably uncomfortable, mm-hmm. so let's, let's calm down with some, some cool summery vibes with Nasty Mars and the Martians, an all-day breakfast favourite with their new single, Soul Island. You're on the all-day breakfast, sin 90.7. Here on Soul Island, what a sight on Soul Island. The moonlight on your spiny.
We're burning your toast on the all-day breakfast. Sin 90.7. Back here on the All Day Breakfast on Sin 90.7 and I'm safe to say we've calmed down with that smooth, smooth, jazzy track from Nasty Miles and the Martians. It is Soul Island, their debut single. I believe they've got a new EP coming out soon, so stay tuned for that. We're just about out of time here on the end of the show, but um, I think excitingly, we're finally, finally going to stop procrastinating and get around to drawing... The winner of our mug competition, everyone who commented on the Hamish and Brent video on, on Facebook and Twitter and, and Instagram is eligible for this live draw. It's a very high tech. We've printed out the comments and cut them up and put them into my sunglasses case. All right, who's going who's gonna to draw it out? What kind of sunnies were they? Um, Ray-Bans. Face. Hey. <laughs> Solid. What about you doing? Just, oh, press starting live video. Yeah. All right, we're going All right, live. We're going live on you Facebook, can tune and in on Facebook right now. Rotate you... your phone. But... Oh. Yeah, there we go. Hello. Maybe no. pa- yeah, pass it. Oh, there we go. <laughs> that okay. Uh, don't so, know why we got this tripod, but <laughs> ladies and gents, we're live on Facebook and on your radio, Sid 90.7, all day breakfast, and we're about to draw the first ever all day breakfast mug to a non-interviewee. And uh, this is to whoever has commented on the uh, Brent versus Hamish video to see who sounded more like me. Was it A or B? Josh, would you like to reveal really quickly before we reveal this mug, was it A or B? Um, I think uh, I think we mixed up the recordings in post-production, so we just couldn't tell which was which. So we entered everybody. It was B. <laughs> no, Eli, that was part yeah. of the mystique. I was uh, trying to say. Uh, uh, Eli sometimes doesn't get tricks. <laughs> <laughs> Ask us to tell you the story sometimes. I think it's like a butter and I can't believe it's not butter. No one can really tell the difference. So all the answers on the Facebook and Twitter and Instagram were eligible for the competition. Yeah. So who's it going to be? Drum roll. Who's it going to be? Please. Without further ado, the winner of an all-day breakfast mug is Simon Rathbone. Simon Rathbone. His answer was lock in B, Eddie. He was correct. He was correct. Good Uh, idea, Simone. Congratulations to one of our most loyal listeners and Facebook commenters. I believe he's chipped in with questions for Dr. Josh in the past, so congratulations, Mm. Simon Rathbone. We'll uh, get a mug. Send out to you ASAP. Get Get a mug up and around your mug. Uh, (laughs) Correct. You know what else we're going to put in next week is work for the show, because next week, who have we got? Sam Lane. Yes! Your hero, am I right? Yes. I think we're we're thinking it's Sam Lane, though. 85% sure. That is good odds. I'm happy with those odds, guys. Pretty certain. Stronger odds than, than most of our guests we have week to week. Also, are we going to get uh, one of one of Australia's foremost meme pages on? I'm mm. hoping. I'm hoping. My fingers are crossed. Uh, they're, you know, uh, extremely illustrious names in the world of early 2000s Australian nostalgia memes. Mm-hmm. Uh, I saw a UFO and no one believes me. Of course, behind the... Uh, the Corey reunion party that hit the headlines recently. So hopefully we'll be we'll be chatting to them next week. Wait, well. wait, that's not real. <laughs> no, I absolutely wanted to go to that. That, <laughs> that looked sick. Hey, look, we can ask them if they can stage a real party. Let's do it. Corey'd be down, I'm sure. Yeah, he's always down. All right, I'll I'll, I'll get on the I'll get on the Raz for him. Anyways, where you can find our stuff: Spotify, Omni, iTunes. If you missed any of the best bits of the show, reheat it at your latest convenience. That's all for this week, guys. You know uh, what, though? 
just real quick. Yeah. Before we go, make sure if you haven't liked us on Facebook, uh, you jump on All Day Breakfast on Facebook. We've just got live. You'll be able to see this video later on in the day because it's available now forever. Oh. You can see all our beautiful faces making hot radio content. <laughs> and Until then... Remember, unless you're suffering from aremophobia, which is the fear of being oneself... Stay true to yourselves! And that's all for this week. Like us on Facebook, Twitter and Bebo. And be sure to catch us here on Sin 90.7 for the all-day...